The Book Guys Show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. This is the Book Guys Show, episode 51, a special middle-of-the-week episode that's twice in a week. We did our Talking Like Pirates Day episode, and today we are um, doing a special episode, Doctor Who related, the John Behrman panel from Fan Expo in Toronto a few weeks ago. We did have the Book Guy microphone there at the show. Nice people I'm a from... big fan of his daughter. I really E.T. is one of my favorite movies. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you John... might be slightly confused there, Jim. <laughs> uh, that's, John Barrowman, not of, possible. Of course, being the star of Doctor Who and, uh, of course, the spinoff Torchwood, he uh, fronts that whole show. He is uh, playing the same character of Captain Jack Harkness. And uh, I gotta say, there were there were couple seasons or certainly episodes of Torchwood that, you know, were better than others and a few that were more on the goofy side. But the Torchwood Children of Earth, that five five episode, I guess it counted as season three for them. Yeah. Some of the best sci-fi TV around. You know, terrific, if you were to compile it into story. just sit and, sit and watch it in one sitting, that is, is probably uh, as good as it gets as far as sci-fi. And it, 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 it runs the gamut emotionally. It is, it is a, a, a terrific. And uh, John, John, I, I was there at the show with the, with the, the microphone, and uh, uh, John is uh, also in the upcoming WB extravaganza that they are calling Arrow, which is uh, the reboot of, uh, well, not a reboot, but I guess it's sort of a side boot of Green Arrow. I guess the, we, we could call this the television version of the Dark Knighting of Batman, is what, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, it. it. It's certainly not green. Uh, he's he's wearing a lot of black. It looks like, yes. and, and I, I don't think the word green appears in the show, but it is. It is a and, a version of of Green Air, sort of. I guess yeah. probably the small villization might right. be the the small villization of it too. Um, yeah, and uh, he's also yeah. He, his character he announced that the thing that his character's name is actually going to be titled the Well Dressed Man. <laughs> and he does play a villain, and you can see that uh, John, uh, he's pretty good at being the well-dressed man, I guess, in most of the things that he plays. <laughs> and that was a sound like a pretty crazy, uh, a crazy panel. And I've I, I've heard him on some other uh, other podcasts and so on, and we say he's not just out; he is out there. He's out and about, my friend. <laughs> he is gay and proud, that's for sure. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Like ninety percent of the ninety um, percent of the the audience were all women and screaming for him. You know, it's, it was kind of almost like Elvis was in the room, you know? <laughs> so check this out. No, Sir Jim, you haven't, you haven't heard this yet. So we're going to pop right into the, uh, the panel. What do you say, Professor Allen? Let's just uh, head right in there to screaming fans. Let's do it. Hello, Fan Expo 2012! Sunday. Uh, I don't think you're on mic, Cynthia. I don't think that one's on. I'm just gonna scream. Uh, we're AJ and Cynthia from Inner Space Week 96 on Space. Anyone see our uh, our episode on Friday where we had our special guest there? Hands up if you saw it on Friday. It got a little intimate, so perhaps that will continue on stage. We'll see. Uh, yeah, let's do our introduction for our guest. All right. 
The man you're about to meet is an accomplished singer and musical theater performer, but we know him best as the roguish Captain Jack Harkin. He actually uh, straddled two doctors at one point. What the transition that I came out wrong, or right as the case may be. And his spin-off was so popular. He was so popular that he uh, was in a spin-off show called Torchwood. The 10th doctor once said, he's a 51st century guy who's just a bit more flexible when it comes to dancing. Please welcome John Fucking awesome. I apologize now for that, for uh, swearing, but you know, I am what I am and you just get over it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna, what? Where are you going? You got mic problems? It's the first time you've ever had a problem holding something like that in your hands. But you seem to be okay with it. God love ya! Oh boy. Who cares if it's Sunday? How's everybody doing? I just have to say that it, uh, thank you very much for the huge, huge response uh, you've given me here in uh, Toronto. I have been to Toronto before. It's the first time I've done Fan Expo. Uh, I've been asked a few times to come, but I can guarantee you if I'm asked again, I will be back. So, uh, I know we're probably going to get a lot of torture questions, but let's open with what you're about to work on. Great, which is Arrow. Arrow! And I know they just were, you were just upstairs with them. I, I went in and did an intro for a screening that, that happened. I believe they're doing their Q&A right now. Oh, they are. So they're competing. I wonder who's got the bigger crowd. <laughs> No, I hope you all watch it because it's, um, it's, uh, uh, I can't really tell you that much about it, but, uh, uh, I'm just being called, my character is called the well-dressed man. But I think the, you can handle that. I, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. Uh, but it will be, there'll be more revealed about him, he'll be pivotal in the, the program, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, something I'm very excited about. I fly up to, uh, I fly back to Los Angeles this afternoon, and then I have an, an overnight in LA, and then I fly up to Vancouver tomorrow morning, and I start shooting again tomorrow morning. So, it's a busy schedule, but I'm, I'm really excited. It came out of the blue, it came from left field, and uh, they rang me and asked me if I would, this is what's great, would you like to play the character on this new show? And I was like, yeah. I mean, come on! So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be going into another kind of realm of, uh, you know, fiction, sci-fi, and fantasy and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Time to create another cool character. Yeah. We want to talk about one of your coolest characters ever. Go on. Um, the, the ever-eager 
Captain Jack flirted with every woman, man, robot, alien. Yes. yes. He, lo he loves an eager beaver. <laughs> so how much? And you got a lot of them here in Canada. Let me tell you. How much of, of, of John is in Jack? Hey, careful with that. My Do you want to rephrase Jack. that? Uh, there's, there's a, the one thing that I always uh, feel when you're playing a, a character, I, I hate using the word character because I know a lot of other actors get up, they go, you know, the motivation behind it is really feeling, you know, what's inside. Shut the hell up. <laughs> For people to like you and your character on television, you have to put an element of yourself into that character. And I, I'm proud to, that Russell and Stephen Moffin and everybody, and you know, Jane Espens and everyone who was involved in the writings for Captain Jack, they got to know me first. And then they put my personality, part of it, into Jack. So there's a lot of Jack in John and a lot of John in Jack. <laughs> But, you know, personality-wise, because you all know me from, I mean, I, I mean, I assume you do, from either, you know, TV or books or interviews, and you know that I am kind of like Jack and the, his wit and his, uh, uh, his sexuality and all that kind of stuff. But the only thing I don't do is walk around the street shooting people in the head. <laughs> Although it seems to be a thing right now on the news. Uh, yeah. But, um, so that's it. I think that's important. And that's what makes the, the characters and the, the character in shows for you guys good because you get to see personality rather than something that is created. Well, we're fast approaching the, uh, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Uh -huh. uh, Stephen Moffat, now the man in charge. Yeah. So, let's, let's pretend that you had some creative control over the 50th anniversary episode, how would you like to see Captain Jack return, uh, you know, and hang out with the Doctor? Is there a particular adventure you'd like to see them take on or something? I, well, I've got to be honest with you, I haven't really thought about that, and, and just on, on top, off the top of my head, uh, you know, Matt Smith, I did meet Matt Smith before he, you know, he, well, I knew he had gotten the role of the Doctor, we knew what was going on, obviously we know a lot before you do. Um, and I sat down at a table with them at the BBC in one of the press offices and just had a chat. And we both said it would be great if our, his, you know, his doctor and Jack crossed and, and met. Um, I don't know, I think it would be interesting to see if he would come and find Jack on planet Earth. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult because we try not to cross, Jack can cross over, but the doctor can't cross into Torchwood. He just can't. It's not, it's an, in our world, it's not allowed. Um, uh, so I think he would, if he would find him, he'd travel back in time and find Jack somewhere maybe chained up. <laughs> surviving. Or go to the future. What might be interesting is to, you know, go to the future and see how he becomes the face of Bo. Now that's just my little thing. Don't anybody go online and go, John Barrowman says that Matt Smith's yeah, doctor is going to be, and they're going to become the face of Bo. No, no, no. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. But I have to say that so I clear myself of all. We are going to throw it out to the audience, but I just want to ask one question. If you had to choose, who is your favorite doctor? Don't even Come see, on. gosh darn it. Come on. 
like I'm gonna answer that. Not, not even, like, No, I, no, 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 listen, you'll all understand this. I love the, I love the, the, the Doctor Who experience, I love the show, but the, I have to say my doctor is uh, David Tennant. Otherwise known as David Tennant. We both wear the same size shoe. Right. Point do I break gaze? <laughs> Did you say what point do I, I break, break, break gaze? gaze? Don't, don't, no, don't fight with gaze. Because we will break you. On that Actually, note, I don't know. On that note. On that note. Yeah. Questions from the audience. That's, oh my gosh. Well, there's a board right there in the front well, row. Shout out loud. I was just wondering if during the show Arrow, if we're finally going to see you naked. Well, you've already seen me naked in, in Torchwood and in Doctor Who. What do you want to see me naked again for in Arrow? Um, I don't know. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, I'll leave the nakedness up to Steve. How, how can you be the well-dressed man if you're undressed? Correct. <laughs> Well, they have a term in England, it's which way do you dress? You didn't get that, did you? Dress to the left or the right, get it? Never mind, I don't, I don't know. I hope there's no nude scenes because I got a love handles that I gotta get rid of first. And to compete with the, the, the Steve who plays the lead in it, um, he's got like a 52 pack. And he's awesome, yeah, awesome. And it's in my contract that he must be naked every time around me. He doesn't know that yet, but... <laughs> okay, uh, keep calm, and I'm not quite sure where that's going. Keep calm and something on. Okay. Um, this is not really a question. It's more of a comment. Okay, next. Anyway. <laughs> um, a couple months ago, I was bound to a wheelchair, and I was in a wheelchair for a very long time. And I recently just got out of it, and while I was in my wheelchair, I couldn't really leave the house. So I would watch Doctor Who and Torchwood, yeah. and it gave me that escape. So I really just wanted to say thank you for giving me that option. You're welcome. You're welcome, but it's you who basically did all the hard work. And if you were housebound, you should have just stuck some black cardboard over yourself in the wheelchair and become a doll like it would have been fabulous. <laughs> That'll make it fun, doesn't it? Yeah? Have you done that yet? Anybody? No? Do it. It'll, it's, it's great. Well, these are, these are conventions where people who are passionate about, you know, various entertainments come to, uh, you know, anime, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what is your geek out thing at the moment? What are you passionate about these days? Oh, I've got a lot, well, I've got a lot of geek out things. I mean, I'm, uh, I, I buy a lot of collectible stuff. I do, uh, I, I collect character dolls, uh, from, uh, shows, and also, uh, at the moment I'm really big into the, they're, they're selling them out there, you know, the pint glasses with the, uh, with, you know, Batman and Superman and all the different characters on them. And uh, they just released Josie the Pussycat. <laughs> so I bought Josie the Pussycats and I also got, um, they, they did some of the Archie characters. And uh, I got some of those. 
Uh, what else? T-shirts are always my big thing. I, I, every time I do a convention, I go. I, I walk the floor. I don't go in disguise. I mean, I'm sure some of you saw me walking over the last couple of days. Um, and everybody's cool. They let me do my thing because they know I'm a big geek myself. So I buy T-shirts, and then when I take them back, uh, you know, to the hotel, Scott rifles through them and gets the ones that he wants. <laughs> And uh, usually the, they're the ones that I want, so there ends up being a big fight, but then that leads into something else that's really a lot of fun. And we wear the t-shirts and then we pretend we're the superheroes and it's awesome. We get any, I know we're doing some of the get some from the back. Yeah? Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, hi. First of all, massive, massive fan of everything. Torture with Doctor Who. No, I'm just. I am so glad. I'm actually shaking right now. You're shaking. Yeah. Don't pee yourself. <laughs> I'll try not to. I am not into that. All right. Um, not to spoil the illusion for anyone, but obviously when you guys all cram into that blue box, you're not actually walking into a room that's bigger on the inside. I was wondering if you have. <laughs> I'm just I, I don't know what planet you're on, but we are. I was wondering if you had any uh, funny or awkward stories of being crammed in a tiny blue box with uh, yeah, David yeah. and Freema. Yeah, David Freema and I, yeah, da Freema used to hate being in the box with, da well. <laughs> She's not that kind of girl. Um, no, we, David and I with Freema, we used to get in and David and I would just start farting. And she's gone, she never, Freeman never swore or anything like that, but David, I would look at David and I'd go, you ready? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and she'd just go, oh, you guys are sick. And, and action, that's why she always comes out of it, the TARDIS, looking like she's just freaked, going, oh. <laughs> And, that, and, and then those episodes, and when we would do that, we would call it the Turtis. <laughs> yes, the Doctor and Jack farting their way through time. Awesome. <laughs> Angela, okay, you're, yes. Hi, big Hi. fan. Um, I was wondering, uh, due to the huge recent population of fans in America, we've had a lot of increase in support with BBC, with BBC America releasing Doctor Who at the same time. I'm wondering, do you think this is going to lead possibly to an American or a Canadian having a role as a companion or even as the Doctor? I, I'm sure it could happen. I mean, look, I grew up, I, you know, I am British by birth, but I grew up in America and I was in the TARDIS, so you had uh, Tegan in the past who was Australian. You've, um, you know, you've had different actors and actresses who play stuff. Of course there's room for a Canadian. And I think it would be, a, the one thing that is great about uh, sort of the fan world and, and uh, sci-fi world at the moment, it is becoming more international. And you also have to play those things for other networks. Look, you know, I'm gonna be an arrow, but I'm not stupid. I know that I'm on there and I'm gonna direct, you know, hopefully you guys will come along to watch it. So they've got a huge audience gonna come to their show right away. I, that's me talking smart business. So obviously if BBC America or B the BBC in the UK or BBC Worldwide want to further the shows and make them more popular in the different countries, of course they could bring in a Canadian. I think it'd be great. 
just make sure he or she is hot. And they are a lumberjack. Wouldn't that be good, a lesbian lumberjack? In the Carter. God loves the lesbians. Yeah, just choose better shoes. Okay? <laughs> I love it. Okay? Who's next? Right down there. Go ahead, speak up. Uh, well, first off, uh, I just wanted to thank you as a, as a queer woman. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, a queer woman who's not good holding big things in her hand. Unless they're plastic. Oh, shut up. You all know what I'm talking about. Don't act shocked. And I'm dressed as I'm talking about big pens. Sorry, go ahead, sweetheart. And I'm dressed as a lesbian superhero, so... Lots of neat stuff in this utility belt. Speak up. Speak up and hold that close to your mouth. No, seriously, go. Um, I was just, uh, wondering, uh... Just, uh, with genre seems to have a lot more uh, queer characters than mainstream things. And I was wondering if you had any particular favorites out of, you know, sci-fi, comics, that sort of thing. Well, I actually have to contradict you there because actually mainstream has more gay characters on television than sci-fi. And uh, sci-fi does have a lot. This genre has a lot. We were the first ones really to do it, yeah. so to speak. But um, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I, it's, things are changing. People are, you know, people are becoming, writers who are coming up are like us. Uh, you know, we're not uh, afraid anymore to sit inside a closet or say who we are. So writers and actors, uh, not so much actors, you know, like myself, but a lot are, are not, some are still not coming out of the closet. But what my kind of big thing is, and this is where I'm so proud of uh, Captain Jack. I'm proud of what Russell and uh, Stephen and uh, Julie Gardner and the BBC allowed me to help create was the, the fact that I'm a hero. I'm not a flouncing queen who, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, don't get me wrong, but there's, there's a very diverse group of gay men and women out there and we need to be represented on television in the proper way we don't need to all be stereotyped on television. Uh, and that's what happens in mainstream. And unfortunately, certain audience, you know, audiences around the world only identify with types. But for the writers and people who are creating new shows and doing things differently and putting and breaking those stereotypes, those are the shows that we should stand by and, and, and stand up for and watch and, and be proud of. So anyway. Do you, um, just on that note, do you still find it's difficult in I mean, mainstream uh, world in Hollywood? It still seems like it's hard for a lot of men to come out and then be able to be active in you know, mainstream roles? I don't know how to answer that because I'm, I, I don't give a shit what other people think. And if you are allowing someone to dictate the fear in yourself, to dictate, you know, so you can't be who you are, then you really should grow a set of cojones and 
and, and speak up and be up. I, 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 had, I did, I had producers say to me, you know, in fact, it was what someone said to me, um, and this producer was gay themselves, and they said, you know, you can't, you shouldn't say about, you know, your partner, you shouldn't talk about this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't be who you are, and I went back to Scott and I said, look, what do I do? And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'm not going to ask you to hide and pretend to, and go to a function and then pretend to have a girl in my arm just because some people aren't comfortable with it. That's not my problem, so I'm going to be who I am. And I, and I, I basically said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, and they weren't cool with that, but you know what? That's their, their bad. And if they want to write me out or put me out of a show because of that, I don't care. I don't want to be in a show with people like that, you know? So it is hard, you know... I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, it's Sarah, I sound, I'm sorry, I sound like I'm preaching about it, but, and I guess I am a little bit, but I, you know, people shouldn't be forced to come out of the closet. There's certain reasons some people don't want to, you know, be open about who they are, and if it's a personal issue and an emotional issue, it's none of our business to out somebody, right? Everybody's got to do it in their own time. So, if, but if someone's saying they're not going to do it because they're afraid they're going to lose their job, you know, it's something you really need to sit down and think about. Do you really want to work for people that are like that? And, uh, you know, again, it's changing. It's all changing out there. And the more people who stand up and don't take that kind of behavior, the easier it's going to be for that, uh, you know, young man and young girl going through puberty at the moment who are realizing that they are gay and, and lesbian, they can look up to all the rest of us and go, you know what, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier. And that's what it's about. Who's next? Red hair and glasses. Hi. Um, Hi. I, I, I just want to say, uh, John, I know you've done a lot of theater, um, and I wondered, how does, did, did you take anything from your theater experiences when you're preparing for television roles, and which do you prefer? I never answer which I prefer, because as soon as I say what my favorite is, I'll be pigeonholed, and I love the diversity of my career at the moment. Um, I... Do I take anything from theater to television? I, mean, I guess you take a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of pizzazz and show business. I mean, I'll, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of people say, you know, it used to be the old thing, they say musical theater people and couldn't do television, but a lot of actors, you know, very good ones come from musical theater and a lot of people from television go into theater, so it's kind of a great, great crossover. What I do love is that the fans have realized that, you know, sci-fi is a, a world of heightened reality as is musical theater, and a lot of people have come over to musical theater. And you've got shows like Wicked, which are dealing with, you know, all sorts of different uh, uh, things. And uh, you know, who's who's you know, <laughs> you never know. There might be another big sci-fi musical one day to come along. So you you know, it's th those are the kind of great things. So I think the crossover is great. And I know a lot of you guys have, have crossed over into those different worlds, and it's fab. On a, a follow-up to that, yeah. uh, you recently were uh, doing some hosting work at Comic-Con, uh, being the interviewer. Yeah. Which do you prefer, being yourself in those instances, or just, do you prefer being characters in, in entertainment? Well, again, I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> because I enjoy, I enjoy that I can go on television and be someone like Captain Jack or the well-dressed man or uh, a villain in Desperate Housewives, uh, you know, and then, uh, and then a week later, like in two weeks, I am hosting G4 again, Attack of the Show for a whole week. So I get to go and do that. And I get to be, I get to be a fan geek and a nerd because I get to interview the people that, you know, I think are awesome, 
And I kind of sit there and go, <laughs> but what I love about it is I get to have a conversation. I think, you know, I was, the first time I ever hosted a, a show in Britain, a live show, I was like writing all the questions out. And you guys know this, you plan ahead, but interviews never go that way unless the person you're talking to doesn't talk. Yeah. That's nightmare. You know, yeah. so what was it like working the movie? Good. <laughs> and then you're like, oh God, I gotta fill 10 minutes. <laughs> so it's, I enjoy, I enjoy every aspect of what I do and I love, I, I love doing things where I, <laughs> I love to talk. <laughs> where I get to talk and, and, and talk to people. But you also have an essence that's kind of like that old razzle-dazzle kind of like early Hollywood. Like you, you, you have that... It's called gay. <laughs> you can do it too, ready? <laughs> no, I, I, I consider myself, I know what you're saying, I consider myself to be an entertainer. I don't, you know, I don't shy away from people who say, or, you, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just an actor, you know. I'm an actor, I'm a singer, uh, I dance, uh, well, I move, I don't really dance. Um, I thought you were singing the ladies dance. Did you? That was, that, that was not meant to be online. That was a company that did our, did our graphics for uh, my, my entertainment show, uh, Tonight's the Night on the BBC. And um, which CBC, CB, CBC didn't want to buy, so that Canada didn't get it. Right to them. Right to them. No, 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 no. It's an awesome show. I'd love to bring it to, to, to North America. But yeah, it's. Um, uh, I've lost where I've been talking. I'm talking about pizzazz. Pizzazz. Yeah. I'm an entertainer. I, I don't shy away from that, and I love, I love what I do. All right, where, Angela. Where are you? And down yes, the Sarah, down there. Yeah. First off, this thing is heavy as heck. <laughs> and actually, you had a perfect lead up to the question I had. I was going to see if you would do single ladies for the crowd here or a possibly sing. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. I can't do it. You know, you can't dance a cappella. You just can't. Oh, no, 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 we'll see, we'll see what. My voice is really tired because I've been talking to everybody at the table and, uh, you know, I've been going to strip clubs at night and, um... Lots of hooting and hollering. <laughs> I can tell you something really funny. I did get a lap dance last night. <laughs> so, you be me. You be me. So, have any, have any of you ever had a lap dance before? Yeah, whatever. Uh, you're just not going to admit it. So I'm getting, you know, and you, you, they, you get all the rules, right? Okay, I'm not going to go into what the rules are. So sit there, kind of like giggly and a little nervous, okay? And I get, I, I'm getting this, and I'm getting this, and da 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 da. But the whole time. It was a guy, obviously. He's going... <laughs> and then all of a sudden I didn't hear the... anymore. It stopped. 
so I'm like, thank you very much, there's your money, you know, and he, he's giving me all the... Right? So I give him the money, thank you very much, I go home. It wasn't that exciting, was it? I go home, and, I, and Scott, you know, we're going up back to the hotel room, and I'm like, honey, I gotta go to bed, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that? My pants were stuck together. The dude had spit his gum out. I'm, and they stuck, and my son like walking, and the gum is stretching between my trousers. Isn't that awful? Oh, and then another one. I was in a taxi. In a taxi yesterday, uh, going, we were going to a restaurant, you know, having dinner before we went for a lap dance. Um, and we're having dinner, we're going to dinner, and this guy, he's in the cab. Now, I'm, I'm not making fun of accents here, trust me, because I've, I grew up with that happening. But the guy, he really, you know, talked really like we, uh, okay, everything, you know, he sounded like he was from Minnesota, yeah. And he's talking to me, and he says, oh, do you what, what show are you on, you famous? And I'm like, yeah, well, sort of. Um, uh, I'm on Doctor Who and Torchwood. Oh yeah, Torchwood, Torchwood, I heard about that. Didn't they take that off the air because that guy was gay? <laughs> Scott went like this. And I went, no, that, I said, no, 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 we don't, we don't know if it's coming back yet or not, so it's still up in the air. I said, but, you know, they didn't take it off because that guy was gay. I said, because I am that fucking guy. And his face just went, hmm? oh, 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 okay, okay, and he almost hit a car in front of us. His foot went off the brake into the accelerator. Anyway, I love Canada. Did I tip him? Yeah. No. I took some gum off my pants and I stuck it on his seat. Where is the mic? Way off on the right side. Again. On the right, okay. What about the left side? Yeah, Angela. Gotta relocate next. Yeah, Angela, get those legs working. <laughs> Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Berenden. My name is Lila McCloche, and I'm a self-identified member of the LGBTQ community, an avid sci-fi fan, and a musical theater nerd. And you embody three of my deepest passions in the world, and I'm honored to be in this room with you today. And someone double-dog dared me on this one. And, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> a lesbian with a dare. I know. <laughs> so, um, if you're up to it and willing, I'd love to sing one verse of All I Ask of You from Phantom of the Opera with you. I'll start. Yes! Okay, but, you're, but your keys get... You're gonna be a lot... You want me to go lower for you? You're gonna be butcher than I am in this one, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jeez, I hope this works. Alright. All I want is freedom, a world with no more night, and you always beside me. To hold me and to hide me Then say you'll share with me one love, one lifetime Let me lead you to your solitude I don't know if it's the right word
time. Say, say the word and I will follow you. Love, love me, that's all I ask of you. And when I meet the doctor, what I waited for since since birth, and with all his doctor wisdom, by my looks he won't be blinded. Do you think the doctor is dumb? Or like Oods, he's so small-minded, no. You'll say to me, I see who you truly are, Jack, a man on whom I can rely. And that's how we'll begin, the doctor and I. I should really do the panels on the first day so my voice isn't wrecked by the third day. Anyway. Beautiful. Do we make it to left end? Yay. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm going to go back to 2000 here. You were in a play called Putting It All Together. Putting It Together. Putting It Together. Yep. Two minutes into the second act. Uh, yeah, Carol Burnett's Carol Burnett skirt fell. Drops her skirt. <laughs> yes. Is the, I did not realize someone could jump in the air and roll on the floor simultaneously. You were so exuberant in your laughter there. Is there any other moment that exceeds that in terms of the shock and hilarity in any other production you've done or what's a close second? Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of fun things happen to me in the middle of productions and, and things like that. But I, the first thing that comes to mind because it's sci-fi related uh, uh, any of you have, that's a, I did uh, putting it together on Broadway, and Carol Burnett was one of, growing up, one of the ladies I loved on television, and, and to have something like that happen, where she walked out on stage, and she kept looking at me really strange, and she's going, and all of a sudden she just raised her hands and her skirt fell, and she's standing there in tights, her underpants, and a sequin top, and it was the best image ever. But I used to, I get up to a lot of mischief, and uh, Arrow has yet to experience some of this. Um, but with Eve, I don't know if you, the, I can't remember the episode exactly, but it was the one where I was in concrete, <clears throat> in Torchwood, I was embedded in concrete, and Yanto had, drove a tractor and threw the tractor, the, the, the concrete block off the edge of the cliff, and it smashed, and I climbed out of the concrete completely naked. <laughs> so, they have to, they have to drive up in a car, uh, Kai, uh, Eve and Gareth, and I'm I'm supposed to come out, and I am. Com I, listen, I'm. Com they're like family to me, so we've all seen each other naked, right? And for goodness' sake, I slept with Eve. Not in that way. Um, so I'm standing there, and before we rolled, I didn't let them see me because I wanted them to feel the impact of the moment. <laughs> 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 anyway, I warmed things up a little. And uh, I tied something to myself. And I, I got out and I just started doing that. And they, they came out of the car. And honest to God, if you look at the, the shots, 
Eve's face. She keeps doing this. And it's not, be it's because really she is so, she's ready to laugh. And she's like, I hate you for that because every time I would do a close-up or it was her close-up, I would get the kids out, really, and try to throw her off. But then she, I, I had to walk towards them and the best part was, you know, they're like, the nakedness didn't bother you, John, but I had, I don't know what you call them here. We call them Lilettes with wings. Do you know what I'm, you know, sanitary napkins? Well, I'm walking on rocks and puddles, and you think with all the technology they'd give me some rubber shoes? No, they stuck sanitary napkins to my feet. <laughs> so I did. I'm giving it that. And then I'm like, then like the Eve says a line to me, and I go... Camera's over there. They can't see it. But they fill up with a shitload of water, let me tell you. It was like having weights on my feet. <laughs> Brilliant. So those are the kind of things that we get up to. Way at the back there. Yeah. Hello, thank, thank you very much. Hi. I just wanted to say just, we, it's said a couple times, but thank you so much for portraying such a positive role model on TV, like main star, action hero. My pleasure. Jack of all trades, you know, pardon the pun. But uh, <laughs> my question is actually uh, with work with your sister, because You've done several books, you did Torchwood book, and I know personally speaking, if I were with my sister, one of us would end up murdered, probably me. Well, we, we, we sometimes, you know, want to murder each other, but my sister and I have a really good time. Sorry, are you, are you done? Yeah, what's the question? How did, how did that come about? Like, did, you, did she go to you, you go to her, was it something else? Well, I, gotta t I, I have to tell you, it, it sort of goes back, and that's where my show Tonight's Tonight came from, about making people's dreams come true, because my dream was always to do something like this. I never thought that when I was a little boy, that one day, you know, sitting on that sofa or hiding behind it, watching a TV show about a man traveling through time in a blue police box, did I ever think that one day I would be in that police box and become one of those heroes that kids would just sit and watch and do the same for? So I, it was a huge, I'm a big believer in dreams and, and, and thinking positive no matter what happens in your life. So for me, having my dreams come true because it's because of you guys that I, live the life that is unbelievable and I truly want you to know that I am absolutely grateful and that's why I'm not an asshole, okay? <laughs> because if you come up to me in the supermarket and say hello or want something signed or a photograph and it's not under these kind of controlled circumstances, I am so happy to do it because you've given me that life. So I now look at other people and that's why I mentor a lot of younger uh, actors and, thing, and, and things in the UK. And also my sister, her big dream was to become an author. So I knew that book companies were coming to me to write books and I'm ta I, I don't have that talent or gift to actually physically write the books. I tell the stories, I, I put them on this and then I send her all the information or she comes live with me, with me for three weeks. We do all that kind of work. And then she goes away and she sits down and does the hard work and puts the, wor the, the words on the page, creates the voice for me and captures it exceptionally well. So that was, I was the one who approached her and they, when they did the autobiographies, I said, I will only write them with my sister and she will be my writer with everything that I do from now on. And consequently, both of us, I've, you know, on the back of her talent, uh, we've become best-selling authors, uh, you know, and it's, 
a big dream for her, and she's now living her dream. So we continue to do it. You know, Hollow Earth is doing really well. My production company, we've sold the TV rights for Hollow Earth because I want to bring it on the television. It'll be a great, you know, sci-fi adventure for young kids. Um, and, and adults will love it too. Uh, the Torchwood novel, which we have just finished, uh, you know, BBC uh, books and everything, and um, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, they've, everybody's approved the, the, the story and done all their little, you know, checks and marks and everything. There was like only three changes made. We had to take out the F word because Jack doesn't swear. Uh, so it's, it's Exodus Code, that comes out later on this year, and I'm just so chuffed that, you know, you guys want to read them and, and are excited about it, and I'm chuffed that we're able to make, you know, with your help, my sister's dream come true. So again, I'm saying thank you to, for her. So, yeah. We have time for a couple more questions. Oh, I, won't, I won't talk as long, sorry. You've had your hand up forever, so, Shep. Shout it out, girl. Shout it out. Uh-huh. I'm bi-dialectical. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Can you say something in Scottish? I, well, I can say a lot in Scottish. <laughs> the only reason that I, sometimes, I know a lot of people are coming up to me at the table, they're asking me to do my Scottish accent, and I say this now, the reason I started to speak American when I came to the US when I was about nine years old is because people made fun of this accent and I was bullied. And rather than being bullied, I decided to play them at their own game so I learned how to speak American. Now, it's, it's not a conscious thing for me, it just happens. I, can, I don't have to think about it, I can turn it off and on anytime I want because when I'm with my mum and my dad and my sister and my, my brother, we speak Scottish. But when we turn and speak to my niece and nephew, Claire and Turner, I speak American. So it just completely flips. I am, you know, it's, it's nothing, it's not thought out, it's not planned, because some people think I'm faking it, and it's not, it's part of who I am. So that's why my sister and I created in, in the first book, Anything Goes, that word, bi-dialectical. It's probably the one and only time I ever will be bi. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the making of me. Correct. The make. The question is that the, I did a documentary called "The Making of Me," which was the, whether it was nature or nurture uh, to decide your sexuality. And uh, the reason I did it was because you know nobody really knew it that. You, People, well, we kind of, we do, I know, it's because you're born that way, so it's, it's nature. Um, but they wanted me to do it because they said, what if you find out it is nurture? Um, will it change who you are? And I, you know, that, that was the big question for me. And I said, well, you know, I have to deal with that when it comes. But in my head, I knew it was never going to happen. That documentary has been received exceptionally well all over the world. I have people from places like Russia and uh, South Korea who come up to me and, and say, you know, we saw that, that's the one program they've seen and uh, they are, you know, so happy because it's changed a lot of people's attitudes about it. And in fact, I was talking to a young girl uh, at the table earlier who, uh, you know, uh, was thinking about coming out to her parents and she was saying to me, at the table, you know, and I said, well, show the making of me, and that might be the progression that will help, but, you know, it's 
So I'm really proud of that program. You're welcome. Angela's back on the red shirt, probably last question. Oh, is the last question? Oh. <laughs> when do we have to finish? We have to finish at three. No, we have, no, we don't have to finish at three. It's quarter to one. We have three minutes. Go, question. Talked about your excitement and about your new role in Arrow. So when you get a script, what is it that makes you say yes, yes? Oh my God, yes! I, I didn't understand that. You need to speak a little clearer and hold them and shout and speak up. You've talked about your excitement about your new role in Arrow. So when you get a script, what is it that makes you say yes, yes? Oh my God, yes! <laughs> Talked about your excitement. Uh, so sorry. You talked about your excitement in getting the role uh, in Arrow. So oh, when yes. you get a script, what is it about that script that makes you say, "Yes, yes"? <laughs> oh my God! Did yes. you hear the question? You saw the You're so gullible. Um, you know what? It's about story, and it's also about you know a little bit about you know. I can't say too much about. Arrow, but we all know where it kind of comes from. I'm not saying, but we all know where it kind of comes from, right? You know, and and, I, and that's what excites me. It's because, and I only do jobs because I want to do them. Um, I won't, you know, I've done jobs before where I've done it for the money, and I've had an awful time. So I learned a lesson very very early on in my career, and now, you know, whether the job pays a lot or a little, I'll do it because I want to do it, and I think that's. That gives you the, the the best kind of bank balance, which is here and here. Last one. Anyone from the center? The lady in red. Captain Jack meets Sherlock. Yeah. What happens? Benedict. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, my coat is better. And if you look at it, uh, the, the promo shots for that, I was flipping through iTunes and I came across this promo shot for Sherlock and it looked an awful lot like the Torchwood promo shot with the coat blowing. So um, I take it as a very big compliment. I would, you know, Captain Jack, I don't know if he would ever, no, he could never go on to that. No, but you know, in fan fiction, you guys can write whatever the hell you want. Do you have any last words for her fans? Um, I, you know, it's always hard to, that's not really, no, I just, just know that I absolutely appreciate everything that you've done for me, that you do for me, and that's why I love to come to these things. I am as a big a geek as you are, I'm proud to be part of the, the, the sci-fi world, and I love the fact that you love what I do, and I will all, I'll continue to do it as long as you want to be a part of it. Absolutely. So thank you. And that was the panel. Lots of fun, obviously. Uh, how often do you get to hear uh, John Berman uh, spontaneously uh, break out into song? <laughs> a man not, of many talents. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, a man of many talents, including uh, you were just uh, telling, talking. We were talking about before the show the, that uh, he wrote a book with his sister. Yeah, John and Carol, they've written a written a Torchwood book. He talked about it there on the panel. Should be coming out pretty soon. I've 
uh, just checked on his on his website. They don't have a release day for the book that I see here, but they they are uh, he is uh, doing a lot of a lot of events, bookstore events for our uh, English and Welsh listeners uh, in in the next few weeks around the, around the aisles to to promote it. And there's an audio version, of course, uh, uh, coming out, which I imagine he is uh, involved in the narration. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, why don't we bring it right back around and maybe on episode 52 next Monday, releasing next Monday. Why don't we talk about that and we'll uh, maybe play a little clip from the book, look yeah. a little bit more into it. It's been a lot of fun, folks. You know, whenever we can, we'll bring you these special episodes, book-related items, books, audiobooks, podcasts, Doctor Who. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Sir Jimmy. <laughs> hey, love that mustache. Love, love that mustache. <laughs> Professor Allen, thanks. You betcha. And we will be back with a full regular episode very soon on the same book time and the same book channel. Noagendastream.com. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Paul the Book Guy will be back next week. Same book time, same book channel.